Hey guys, Liam Duggan here, captain of the Four Wheel Drive Podcast. We're driven by the Shelter Brewing Co. and are a part of Backchat Studios. You can support us on Patreon where you can get bonus content and episodes before everybody else. Head to patreon.com forward slash the Four Wheel Drive Podcast. Hi, my name is Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic and I'm excited to talk to you about Club Med. Club Med operates beach and mountain resorts and is the best all-inclusive getaway for families. They have Club Med Punta Cana, their flagship family resort, and many other options in Mexico, the Caribbean, and around the world. Club Med are the pioneers of the all-inclusive concept, which is the best way to vacation. Great for families, groups, or even solo travelers looking for land and water sports, delicious food, and a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us, call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome back to the Four Wheel Drive Podcast by Shelter. Music by the Southern River Band. Let it ride on the way in there. That jumped me a little bit there, Jaden. I was like, you ready, boys? And then it was like, yeah, yeah no warning on that bit one. Bit of a break and then straight into you it. Know it. Got me. Yep. Uh, the Four Wheel Drive Podcast on Instagram, YouTube, all of our episodes on Backchat and Patreon. Thank you for your support. If you would like to help out, um, we really do appreciate the support over on Patreon. So go and check that out. A little bit of extra content, um, early release. Uh, there's some stuff down the line as well, but uh, we appreciate the support. And if uh, if you want to jump on board, head over to Backchat Studios Patreon and then forward slash. No, so patreon.com Patreon. slash the four wheel drive podcast. Yeah, that's the one. Backchat has one as well, but. How many have we got now? Oh, good question. Four. Hey. Four. Oh, we doubled. Four last time I checked. That's a good. 400. Yeah, <laughs> we weren't quite there. Yes, we're going, boys. We do appreciate it, though. So, uh, yeah. Go and check that out because we're, we're coming up with some cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be doing some cool stuff after this as well. Yeah. I have some secrets. Yeah. You boys don't know about patrons. it, but we're doing yeah. it. <laughs> now, I, I don't want to beat around the bush too much. We've got a bit to get through today. So I'm going to skip the hellos, how are you, and going to jump straight into On the Radar, one of our more uh, recent segments, but one that's sticking with us and, and been quality. And On the Radar today is, I don't know if you've if seen it, Ronnie, but uh, Sarah and Keelan Travels, who we had the pleasure of interviewing at the show in, yes, in Perth. In the caravan. In the in their beaten up caravan. He's actually the the long hair. Yeah. So he's <laughs> he's got on board with the world's greatest shave and he's shaving his hair off uh, for obviously a wonderful cause. No um, way. He's shaving his hair. He's getting rid of the hair, which is a lot of. Um, yeah. So he, I think he actually is going to like partially just chop haircuts in so he's gonna have some fun with it on the way out so he's gonna he's not gonna go straight to the the ball bonnet straight away he's gonna i think have a bit of fun until sarah like go hey yeah that's that's not it anymore <laughs> when he's got the brucey door going on but that's uh that's a, an awesome um yeah an awesome thing from keelan so yeah um, good to, on you to donate head over to their instagram page if you if you want to help uh keelan out and, and obviously sarah and then you're donating to a great cause which uh to help with leukemia so 
Um, awesome from Keelan. Another thing that I want to mention with On The Radar before we get into the main thing, which you've brought a prop for, is I popped out to the uh, the Norworld facility in Wangara the opening day on, on Saturday, which is around the corner from your... Ooh, from, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Back cave location. Did I say where it was? Not really. Did I say the town, the suburb of Norworld opening? <laughs> Did you say... I don't oh, know. Yeah, everyone, yeah. I mean, everyone knows where it is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. I still haven't been there, so it is. it actually is a top secret where this location what is. What was the code where we used during Sarah and Keelan? Uh... For Ronnie's flamingo, oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's flamingo. Right. Good memory, what? Yeah, <laughs> flamingo. little tie into the Sarah and Keelan. Flamingo, part, flamingo. Yeah, if you <laughs> haven't seen that episode, go and check it out. That's a <laughs> I don't even remember ripper. how we were using it, but it was um, it was willy nilly. Yeah, any anything that said flamingo was kept in the episode anyway. But anyway, if you need to cut anything out here, if Ronnie's not happy with it, you get you get to do on that. But uh, just wanted to uh, bumped into a couple of good people out there too. Um, saw Lecker. Uh, oh, Lekker was there at the Norworld opening. Harry was there under the Prado. Um, Tommy from the show, who we met, or I met at the show. I think you've you've known him for a while, Ronnie. But um, quality product, the Norworld canopies and trays. Um, they've been around for a while. Yeah, and and a quality uh, showroom and, and factory that they've got going on there. So worth a look, and nice to to see some good people too, which was which is exciting, and it's a impressive. Was it was like a big open day or? Yeah, it was like an open day. Yeah, it was awesome. It was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I. I oh, knocked the night. Was Harry cooking or was there like a sausage sizzle? Nah, he wasn't. Or? He had his. He had the. Um, yeah, there was a sausage sizzle going on, but Harry wasn't. Um, Harry wasn't there. I think the boys from True North Adventures were maybe there too, which I, I didn't know. I don't know them, but yeah. they, they were there. Yeah, but yeah, remember. Harry are very popular again, but the quality of the product there, I. I um, yeah. Mm. Decent, decent price. They, 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 they do, had a. Um, they we're we're going to see something on the on, a, on the Ranger here. Are we? Oh, they the had a competition. That. They had a competition to like. Uh, they were giving yeah. away like a, a tray. tray set up or something. Oh, really? Like Starting that. from thirteen and a half thousand dollars, mind you. So it's a decent giveaway. I um, entered it. Did you? What yeah. for you? Shop for seventy six. <laughs> Shop for seventy six. <laughs> That'd be nice. Well, I entered it. I just thought, you know. Yeah. Well, why not? I, I think I missed the uh, the entry, but anyway, it's. Good product, so go and check that out up there if you if you're in the market for a canopy or um, a tray. Mm. Yeah, I'm in the market, but I'm not going to do it because the tub looking all right out the back the out the back there. You haven't yeah. seen it yet. No, I haven't seen it, but no. I wanted to. We'll cover that maybe at a later stage. But look at you boys with this setups changing everything. Oh, well. I feel boring. We were across the road from each other. We parked up. We're looking over, and I was trying to work out my parking. <laughs> it took like 25 minutes, yeah. mind you. I was waiting there, doing a chat through the car and all that, and then. I just I had, it was getting too hot. I had to go inside. <laughs> He's like like an old man out there just trying to figure there out. Watching him. Anyway, let's get to the actual on the radar. So Sarah and Keelan, Keelan, awesome. That that that's an actual on the radar. That's awesome on the radar. Norwell, just a little sneaky mention. The, you had to get it in, didn't you, mate? The, yeah, well, it was it was cool. Good to see Harry again, obviously. Um, but the Max Tracks Interflate is the on the radar product that we're covering today. And Ronnie, uh, you are basically going to take over and give us the pros and cons of this. And you've got it with you, which is awesome. Well, I saw it on a run sheet and, well, I, I'd never read run sheet actually. <laughs> I was, told to I was talking to Trader and he told me about it and I was like, oh, do you want to bring one in? I I'm, saw it on the run sheet. I saw it on the run sheet. That was a lie, wasn't it? And you can't use a phone obviously because you can't, <laughs> couldn't park. <laughs> trying to get away with it. Yeah, that's it. I tried to, but it didn't work. Um, <laughs> oh, terrible liar. So, uh, oh, I'm full of dust now. So, it's, it's well used this one, yeah. boys. Now, 
One thing I want to point out straight away is the bag that you actually get with, with this product, I fit the other hose in oh, from right. my compressor. Yep. So that fits in here. So always standard with the with the Interflake? No, no. So this this is my ARB hose. Oh, sorry, the bag. The, the bag, bag does, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. It, it comes with this. Righto. So they actually have two versions. One is the analog. I'll get to why there's so many hoses in a sec. One's the analog, my pref preferred. They have a digital one as well, which lights up. Yep. Really cool. That but would be my preferred. Okay. But if it runs out of battery, what are you going to do? Replace the battery. Good question. Okay. What if you don't <laughs> have batteries answer. with you? <laughs> All right. Was that incoming your time, right? <laughs> so, oh, yeah, yeah. Analog. <laughs> I, I prefer analog. Good. Yeah, um, that's fair. Two hoses. All right. Why is there two hoses? Well, we can put one on either front tire or either rear tire. I wouldn't put them on, on the same side because generally speaking, most people should have different pressure front and rear. And what you do is release the air and stop and you're doing two tires at a time and the pressure is fairly equal. It might vary one to two PSI if you parked on an angle maybe, but generally speaking, it's pretty even. Oh. Yeah, it's got a it's got a dump valve mechanic that's meant to like equalize the pressure. I don't think any other tire gauge has that, but it catches up. Allegedly it, something like yeah. that, yeah. So it's like a dump valve and then it basically equalizes both mm. um, pressures between the tires. So it's meant to be fairly accurate. Yep. Yeah. So you'll notice on that there should be I didn't notice that. Uh, well I didn't know about that, but that, yeah, that's cool. So the thing is I thought it was just because it'll have equal pressure each side, so it'll just work it out eventually so i just leave it a bit longer if i'm a bit worried if i'm parked on a real big angle i just leave it for a while yeah i mean the problem with like if you're just pumping air into both tires if one's slightly higher than the other one is going to go high, like higher than the other so you need a little yeah a dump valve thing to be able to equalize both tires so you're not getting air into, into both i would assume right. okay physics yeah. physics well but the the additional cool thing that is you can pump it up as well so yeah it's yeah. a in deflate so in and out yeah uh, in which case you would then shut this off so the air doesn't leak out and in there you do yeah, two nice. tires at once. It's no faster than anything else, but it's just more convenient. Yeah. And you're getting equal pressure. So you're checking, well, it's kind of faster in faster, a way because yeah, you're checking two at the same time. Two hits at it, but yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's a bit of a no-brainer for me. Like I'd, I'd seen them before but didn't know that – I didn't really know about them a whole lot. It's just like you're just used to your standard – Yeah. Um, Deflators and all, is, and all the rest of it, and but this is a, it's a pretty cool concept. It is a really cool concept. Now, my second preferred way of airing down would be like the rapid deflators. Yeah. But the reason why I stopped using those after after a while was um, every time you pull that valve core out, because what it does is you unscrew the valve core and it pops up into the mechanism and you let the air out. Each time you do that, and you got mud and sand, it yeah. gets in between that seal, and then you start having leaky valves. Yeah. So that's, I've just stuck to that thing there. Yeah. It's awesome. I think it, oh, I just burped in the mic. <laughs> Sushi's getting, so, getting getting up there. I just had the um yeah, the salmon sushi there. Beautiful. Um, three meter hoses. That, I didn't even know they were three yeah, meters. Three meter hoses. I'm telling you, yeah. <laughs> I think that's correct, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. They don't look three meters, but I suppose. Oh, yeah. No, that'd be. That's uh, definitely reaching me, and we're, we're starting. No. We're probably. Oh yeah, we've got three. Three. Yeah. Um, the two tire version, which is what you've currently the got two, there, Ronnie, is yep. one hundred ninety nine dollars. Go up to the four. There's a four tire version too, which is three uh, two hundred ninety nine dollars. Um, and I think this one can be a pretty quick 
summation, it's a big yes from me. Obviously, uh, a yes from Ronnie. It's a yeah. It it's just just get one. Yeah, but um, I would prefer to. I wouldn't go to four valve. Yep. The four valve, the four hose for me is a no. You trip over, I can. Yeah, there's a bit of stuff going on there, actually. <laughs> and I, yeah, you're half your time already using this, so it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty good. And um, just an additional thing. So anyone who gets one, because when you roll it up, grab both these at the same time. When you get it, they'll be individually wrapped. Just grab both these at the same time and then roll it up like that. It's it's quicker. You're going to deal with a tangle at some stage anyway, and it doesn't get tangled like rope because it's hose. So it's good. I good I'm, kit. In, I'm in the market. You, Jaden? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's the reason I put it in the run sheet. It's was like I was looking at it. I was like, wow, yeah, this, this looks great. That. There is a King's one as well. Right. So like, there's, there's other versions other than the Max Trex one. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, anything that's good always gets copied. So <clears throat> I uh, know the guy who invented that one. And then, so then Max Trax started bringing them here. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. So he's in South Africa. It's, it's oh, a yeah. good product. Yeah. Um, it was like, yeah, it's just, he's not like a big company either, this guy. So, yeah. What is the Max Trax? Uh, what's that little emblem slash oh, animal, so animal looking thorny thing? Oh, so Thorny Devil. That's like the Thorny Devil, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on, mate. Not to be mistaken with the one assault, uh, the H. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Thorny Devil. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I was going to leave that there. That's uh, well, that, that's it. Yeah, I think that's an easy one. Max Tracks into fight. That's almost been the cleanest one that we've probably reviewed. It's just a, I think it's a no-brainer if you've got, you know, if you if you ride into your four-wheel driving and doing it often. Yeah, I think that's going to be money well spent. Even though it is two hundred dollars, it's a decent amount of money, but mm. it's money well spent. In my How eyes. quickly does it go? Like you, you do fight your tires down to eight oh, psi. How quickly does it get them back up to what? What do you put them at, 40? Well, I'll put them at 40, yeah. Like it, it goes, like the inflation is just as quick really. Like by the time you're, by the time I'm done, most other people are around done around the same time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It also depends on the size tyres, you know, like uh, eight, 16 inch rims with 35 inch tyres, they do take a while to, to pump up, but you're not walking around everywhere. And if you accidentally put too much air in, all, in both of them, you just, you let both the air out at the same time anyway. Mm. So it's, it's handy. It's handy. And you can let the air out just from the middle bit. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. You, just from the middle yeah. bit. Just that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I did before. <laughs> You're not going to reach over. Action and replay. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. No, I like it. Get across to it. Thanks, Ronnie, for bringing that in. <clears throat> All good. Show okay. and tell. Yeah. 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 Um, bring my bunny wrapping in next time. Or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doug's turn next. Nah, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one either. Um, I did. We spoke. We did speak about bringing the bringing the dogs in though. One time, I just feel like it'd be nice to have a dog. Did we? Yeah, remember that early days. Oh, it was just like, oh yeah, bring your dog here and just yeah. like chill out. That would be hilarious. Yeah, bring your dog in. Yeah. Not yours, Ronnie, because it's a horse. She knock cameras over. She'd she'd have to, she'd be we, up here. Oh, she'd really? Fit in this room? Yeah, she'd be on the couch. She'd be on the couch. She want she want to be near me, so she'd probably knock stuff over just to get just near to me. Get, there you yeah. go. She's a bit of a sook. Yeah, right. Yeah. Guest interview. Guest interview. Horse. <laughs> Um, let's move on to the main topic of today. So we we're covering lifts, uh, suspension, a little bit of tyres. We're going to touch on the tyre part of it because it's obviously important, yeah, yeah. lift and suspension. I saw that in a run sheet. Yeah, yeah, of course uh, yeah. Did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, righto. First time you've heard about it. Um, now, obviously, the 76 has been a huge talking point for us on the podcast and mm-hmm. for a lot of people who are across your channel as well, you've been covering... Uh, all the bits and bobs that are going on it and every move that you've made with it. But 
I think we're going to... Yeah, let's stay away from too much 76. We'll give that a bit of a break. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, I have just put a lift on it to fit 35s. Yep. Uh, how do they go? Well, I'm not going to reveal yeah, any of that. I like no, the little yeah. bit of secrecy around yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but look, I think the, the main part of this... We talk about it in our Patreons, boys. Yeah, well, that's that's the whole yeah, deal, we can, isn't it? We can reveal yeah. some, some in there, yeah. yeah that's where the yeah, yeah. that's where the special stuff... That's where we talk about that. But <laughs> we... Um, it's, it is important because I, I don't actually understand lifts and suspension and what it means for tyre size and um, I actually don't know the difference between what brings a car up and what yep. actually doesn't like, you know, I, I don't understand a lot of it. I'm not yeah. making sense with, with the stuff I'm saying there, but yep. basically what what is a lift and what is suspension to, I suppose, separate yeah. the two? Well, there, there are multiple ways to lift a vehicle. Um, one of the ways is a body lift that, that you, where the body mounts are mounted to the chassis, you just increase the rubber that's in between you just, or nylon block or something. You just lift it up there. So that's a body lift. Yep. A lot of people would do that just to fit some tires. They may already have a suspension lift. Yep. So that's one way of doing it. Um, the only way to lift your differentials off the ground is via either portal axles which people keep reminding me of on my own YouTube channel. But the thing is, 1% of four-wheel drivers are going to buy portal axles. Portal axles is like a, another additional bit of driveline you add to the outside of your, um, of your axles and it sort of comes down and you've got more gears and you can change ratios down there as well. It right. just allows, it just brings the whole car up by, I don't know, about usually about four or between four and six inches depending yep. on what it is unimogs are renowned for having um portal axles right and it lifts them like it gives them tremendous height off the ground yep so that's the only way you can lift your diffs apart from putting bigger tires on so with suspension you're not going to get more clearance from your uh, you know from the underneath of the, you know, your diffs and that oh Okay, except for maybe an IFS vehicle because you are lifting kind of like that. But if you lift your IFS vehicle too high, then your axles are on more of an angle, right? Yeah. So the more of an angle they're on, the more stress they're going to be on. And when you're, when you're stretching the vehicle and you've got a lot of droop or a lot of tuck, it's more the droop that's a problem then you're stressing out those CVs, especially if you're really giving it to it or you got your, your locker in and stuff like that. Yeah. That's when things can go snap, yes. snap, crackle, pop. So with lifts on IFS vehicle, independent front suspension vehicles, uh, you are more or less limited to two inches on the front. That's a recommended yep. limitation. And on the back, you can go as high as you need to. So for, for instance, with your Ranger Ute, if you had a massive canopy yep. and you had a whole bunch of gear in there, a GVM upgrade and all that, then you would probably, you know, if you were unloaded, you'd probably be sitting at like four inches on the back. Yep. But so in reality- diving a bit. Yeah, yep. in reality, you're, you're kind of two inches because you got all that weight in there. Yep, and so that that comes down to as well when I, not too long ago, upgraded my suspension, and the constant load of the back leafs, as well, was taken into account of what I would be using the car for. Yes. So a heavier constant load in your leaf springs more set up for so I don't understand how like if I wanted to go to a 300 kilo constant load leaf spring yeah I'm at 150 but if I wanted a 300 okay where does it where does like a GVM upgrade and all that come into it is that when I want to go past that's when you go past the, your GVM so you can put heavier leaves in then they can handle it 
but there will be a point where, so say for instance, you're not putting any accessories on your car, you want to use it for work, purely just yeah. work. You can put a fairly heavy spring in the back and put a fair bit of weight on there. You know, like the old one-ton U kind of thing. Yeah. You can put a fair bit of weight on the back of them and you could still be under GVM. But as a four-wheel driver, as what we do, recreational use, we got bull bars, we got side steps, roof racks, uh, all this other stuff in the car, dual yep. batteries, you name it. It all adds up. And before you know it, you are over GVM. It's pretty easy to get over GVM. So one important thing is um, there's pre-rego and there's post-rego. Pre-rego is... I find this interesting. Yeah, this is, this is where it gets a bit tricky. So pre-rego, that's before you get your vehicle. Yep. It's a federal matter before your car's registered. And you can do all kinds of stuff to the car as long as the engineer kits. And federally, uh, Australia-wide, this vehicle is now approved for whatever it is uh, you put in it. GVM upgrade, could be a four-inch lift, could be 35s. It's legal. Yep. That same car had it been registered and then you tried to do the same thing, not going to happen. Right. It's going to come down to your state. Or it can happen, but you've got to go through so many more loopholes. Yeah, you got to so uh, not loopholes, red tape. Yeah, uh, you have to. In some cases, you've got to hire a racetrack, get a get a cams qualified driver, race car driver, sit in your car, do this moose swerve test, and if it fails and the car gets binned, you're not insured because you're on a racetrack. You know, so you know you sign a piece of paper. If it doesn't go well, too bad. You right. know, so there's you know, generally speaking, if it's done proper, it shouldn't do that. Yep. But it's a risk, right? And it's a lot more money to spend. Whereas pre-rego, you buy the car before it's registered. You might go, say, to Ford Ranger and go, well, before we register the car, I want to take it here, here, and here, and we want to get all this stuff done. Uh, and then you get it registered, and it will be registered as what that GVM is. So if you've got to, say, your vehicle right now, if you want a GVM upgrade, you'll take it somewhere. You'll get the uh, suspension approved kit. Let's just say it's an approved kit. Yep. On top of that, you'll need to pay an engineer's fee then you get the paperwork you get the the plate work on your car or the you know the sticker that says you know it's now blah 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 yep then you take it over the pits and then they'll go over it the inspector will go over the vehicle and will check everything if you got a tail light out you got to sort that out if your tinting's too dark you got to sort that out so you could be going in for one thing yeah that's all good but this 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 and this right. is not good yep. you know so your vehicle's got to be Tip, tip top. top, yep. Yeah. Tip top on the – there's that. Yeah, yeah. On the same page there. Tip top. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so again, I'm, I apologise to everyone listening and the viewers because I, I almost don't know the right questions to ask you in this situation. But with a bigger lift, upgraded suspension, um, GVM upgrades, whatever it is, if you've gone – you've bought your car stock and you've gone and done something to that part of the vehicle. What does that mean for obviously handling off-road, I'm assuming, improves? What yeah. is handling on-road? Because my, my lift and suspension and tyres aren't overly aggressive, so I still find it yeah. drives really, really comfortably on the road. But yeah, so... If you're going past that two-inch lift and standard suspension yeah, and over a 150 kilo constant load in the lease springs, which is quite light, what, what are you feeling on-road? Well, it, it all depends on what you use the car for. So if you stick to a two-inch lift and you go slightly bigger tyres, uh, generally speaking, you wouldn't have changed the car too much. Uh, it should still drive quite nice. Yeah. That said, 
it depends on what suspension you get. So if you go for some really cheap suspension or they don't put all the components in to complement that suspension, you may have had a better ride with stock suspension. A lot of these vehicle manufacturers, they wouldn't bring out like say the Ford Ranger or, or a Toyota Hilux with like crappy suspension. Their suspension yeah. is pretty good and it'll last quite a while. You could go and spend five grand and put some other suspension in and it'll, it might drive like shit, you know? So it all depends on, on how the vehicle's set up. And driving like shit and driving really well could be the difference between what are you using the car for. So in your instance, you got 150 constant load or you can have 300 constant load or you can go higher than that. Mm. So let's say you got 150 constant load, you load it up with heaps of stuff, you're going to be squatting in the back, it's yep. going to be very spongy, driving around, it'll be like sitting in a couch driving. You go 300 kilos, it might be perfect. But if you unload it, it's going to drive really rough and hard. Yep. But it might only be for that short period of time where you're, you know, you're taking your canopy off, you want to do some other things, it's driving a bit rough, that's because the weight's off it. So yep. it's all good. It's all good. There are other ways of doing it. Like some people do airbags and stuff, yeah. which is fine. But what are you using the car for? If it's for off-road purposes, you, you are doing hard tracks, you want to flex and stuff like that you will reduce your flex because the airbags, generally speaking, they're attached top and bottom. Yep. So they'll restrict how far you can flex your vehicle. I've had them before and I had that exact problem. Yeah, okay. I, I wonder about the airbag suspension. and If it's, if it's done right and used for the right purpose, yep. it, it can be really good. It's a, it can be a really good solution. Would you say airbag suspension suits more of a tourer, maybe towing a caravan, yeah. that sort of style? Yeah, more of a tourer that tows the caravan. So say if you load the caravan up and you need a bit more, you don't want to be driving around with that constant heavy spring. Yep. Say if you've got a three-ton caravan, that's probably where I would consider airbags. Yep. Yeah. It's in, the, the only – and I haven't sat in a lot of other cars whilst four-wheel driving, but the one car that I have sat in quite a bit in yours, your 76, Jaden's 76, and then um, my cousin's 76 – is that you notice the actually maybe I haven't been in yours on it for a drive. It's a lot of seventy six. I feel like I have. I don't know, but anyway, the thing maybe. I notice about seventy six is the most is when that you're not fully loaded and you're driving around the streets, hitting a speed hump. They, they like, are rough. It's like rough as it's yeah. just like hard on your on the it's yep. like hard on your back yep. and everything. Yeah, they then they fully buck. loaded. With my, I was in Exmouth with my cousin, and we jumped in that just to go for a quick cruise, and we're on road, and. He's loaded up camp and he's living out of it for like five or six months. Yeah. And it was just – it was so different Yeah, to what I felt hitting speed hump in oh, – Ah, sorry, it wasn't your car. It was another mate of mine's, Jamo, um, who, who's a 76 as well. And I've driven that and just felt like it was rough as guts. Yeah. yeah because it didn't the have same. the right weight in it. That's right. Yeah. Rough as guts. And to be honest, that's what mine is right now. So I've put a lift in it and the leaf pack in the back is quite stiff. It was already a bit rough before because it's it's designed to have a bit of weight in it, right? Yeah. But now it's even rougher. It's it's to the point where if I go off road and I don't put too much in the back, if I put a bit in the back, it's fine. Like yeah. that, that trip I did with Torben, yep. it was fine for that. It had an adequate amount of weight in it. But when it doesn't, like the other day down at Wilbinga and yesterday out at Mundaring, I had to air down to 10 PSI with the 35-inch tyres yeah, right. to absorb a lot of it. Uh, and the tyres barely bagged out. That's how light it is at the moment. Yeah. Great video, that, by the way. 
yeah. Sunday's release. Oh yeah, that yeah, yeah. yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Um so why why would you lift your car then? For for people out there wanting to, to do it or thinking is it the right thing to do? Do I need it? What what is what are the so, reasons that you might do it? Oh, that'd be a great poll to ask people why they lift their car. I would I would suspect that half the people out there lift their car because it looks absolutely better, right? It's always going to be part of the point. If it, if that's not part of the point, then you are a bona fide engineer yeah. <laughs> who requires it for yeah. a very specific thing. The other lot <laughs> are either sold the fact that I need to do it and then you probably have almost like the other, well, the rest of the people because they have to. They put a bull bar on it. They've put a rear bar on yep. it. They've done all this stuff and then all of a sudden they've got a heavy car. Yep. Now they need suspension to lift it. Yep. Um, I would also recommend if you are going to fit out a car, do the suspension last if possible. It's not always going to be the perfect scenario for people because you know having a budget to, to complete a car, some people that could take four or five years. You know, Some people never get there because they're forever spending on the car. Yeah. But if you can, if you, if you are one of those people who have a lot of money in your pocket, then I would suggest that do everything first, then lift the car yeah. because then you can get the perfect lift kit for it. Because everyone thinks, oh, it's not going to be that heavy. I don't need 600 constant load. Next minute, yeah. it's sagging. It's not driving well. They've got to take it back and change the leaf pack. You know, it's, it, it, you're not going to add too much more cost. It's just inconvenience and stuff like that. Yeah. And especially if you've got it engineered for that rating, now you've got to, you're better off getting it engineered for a higher rating. You can always reduce it. You can't go up. You can always reduce it. Yep. Did you want to quickly touch on too? I probably should have touched on that at the start. Solid axle versus um, oh, IFS. Yeah. What just the difference between those? Obviously, a lot of the older cars are yeah a solid axle, but yeah, how that also affects drive and and off road ability. Yeah. Uh, so for for solid axle, I mean, they're always going to drive rougher than an IFS vehicle. Um, it it kind of depends on how much you spend on a car and how far you go and what kit are you going to use. With an IFS vehicle, if you go about a two-inch lift, it is recommended that you get like an adjustable um, uh, upper control arm. So that's yep. that's a bit at the top. So imagine you've got your spring. So if you look at your IFS vehicle, you look in the wheel arch, you have a spring, you've got the bottom arm. Yep. And then at the top, you've got this U-shape. Yeah, like a horseshoe sort of looking. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, great analogy. Um, so the horseshoe, the upper control arm, the upper horseshoe <laughs> – <laughs> that you can get an adjustable version of, which means you, you can adjust the camber and caster. Yep. Um, I can't remember which one it is because I said both. <laughs> anyway, it adjusts the position of the wheel. So when you get a wheel alignment, the person who does the wheel alignment has got to understand not to go by schematics, go by what's going to clear the wheel and make it drive better because you're putting a bigger wheel on it. They can locate that wheel better, which means that it's not going to fail out in the guard. Yep. But anyone who puts bigger tires on a car, especially IFS, they're going to have to massage the guards, is a good way of yeah, saying yeah, it, yep. or cut out some plastic, you know, in some cases, melt plastic, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, to fit 35s to the 76 out there, uh, let's not go into legality or anything here, but to fit those, I didn't have to do much. I just had to cut the inside of the guard to fit 33s. Then to the 35-inch testing, uh, I was like, uh Let's see how it goes. And then I kind of jumped the front of the car a little bit. We'll talk about this another time. (laughs) 
and that compressed it to its maximum and then I realized where it was hitting. So my front bumper was a little bit loose and I had to sort of massage it back up. But um, yeah, right. so those are things you can yep. face. So You were right with camber as well. Camber. Yeah, okay, cool. Yep. You said that first. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> Had you asked me, I, w- I would have said caster. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with, with solid axle vehicles, you would normally presume it's quite cheap to, to modify because solid axle, you don't have all that wishbone and all that stuff, yep. you know, all that intricate stuff. In actual fact, sometimes it can be more expensive because you've got penard rods, you've got, you got all these other bigger components, you've got um, front radius arms. Yep. These are bigger, heavier components material cost money you know with an upper control arm you might be looking at a set of those 500 bucks maybe right for an adjustable one but to do the same job on a solid axle vehicle you would need uh the radius arms that that could be like two grand yeah you know? okay it's it's a big chunk of metal yep um but to in order to require those you would need to lift it to a certain height or put a certain size tire to because what that does the radius arm on a solid axle vehicle Underneath your solid axle vehicle, attached to the front diff, you've got these big arms underneath. So what you do there is you get the upgraded arms, which moves the position of the front differential to allow you to fit the bigger tires. Generally speaking, it'll push it forwards. It's not just to fit the bigger tires, but it's also to to locate the diff where it needs to be because you've lifted the car. So yep. you, you're changing the whole geometry or the whole the whole lift, the yeah, behavior right. of the car. Yep. So it's required to, to fix that. You can do it in a cheap way though. You can get offset bushes. So picture, you've you got the, the custom arms. I've seen these. They're longer. So the custom arms are longer. Your original arms may be shorter. Now, to get away with uh, just putting these little nylon blocks in, they're offset. Yeah. So instead of- risky? Yeah, they are. Because when you use your car proper, so if you proper four-wheel drive- they will spin eventually because you're articulating the vehicle so much. So imagine all that weight down. Yeah, just articulate. It yeah, to just spin. you're putting all this like force on yeah. it. And then like you got axles, you know, moving and you know, it eventually it just goes whoop. And then you hear this clunk, 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 clunk. And it, you basically flog them out and you go right. go back in. I did, was that on a video of yours that I saw that? Where did I see uh, recently? Yeah, I did something recently about uh, fitting bigger tires. Oh yeah, the, maybe the, it was. Yeah, the cost of fitting bigger tires and like yeah. the bushes, like the actual, it's yeah. like it's yeah, it's offset, offset over one. So there's like a, a really skinny, yep, sort of bit of protection, but and a I don't know what you call that, like the yellow part. Yeah, that's just a nylon block. The nylon block, yeah, it's like really yeah. skinny on one side and then really thick on the other because yeah. the circle's not quite in the middle. It's like that just doesn't seem right. No, and and like when a circle's not in the middle, from an engineer perspective, it's eventually you know, it's, it's going to force yeah. it to do something, right? Bizarre. There's so much to it. So there, there's, oh, we could probably go all day and just the more you answer, the more questions I have on it really. But it's, it's a rabbit hole. And, and to like, like you said, like uh, the more questions, the more answers, the more answers, the more questions. Yeah. The, every time you change something on your vehicle, when it comes to tires and suspension, yep. you have to change another three things. That's generally yeah. what people say. So think about that before you go and do it. Uh, uh, let's maybe wrap it up because otherwise we just we might lose what we're actually trying to get across here. But okay, um, I don't want to use a range because we use them a lot too. So someone's gone out and bought a brand new D Max. Okay, and yep. they want a weekend. They want a four wheel drive like I do occasionally. Like a they they might be on a camping trip for four nights, sort of maximum weekend nights away 
whatever it is, irregularly. Yeah. What is your recommended, uh, I suppose, upgrade, suspension upgrade or lift to do to a D-Max, the, the, yeah. a brand new D-Max, 2023 D-Max, 2024 D-Max? Brand new D-Max, the first thing I would do, I would, uh, if you are wanting some reliable tyres for a gravel road and stuff like yeah. that and beach runs, ditch the tyres, sell them. Um, and look, if you want to make some money, if you've got alloys and you don't want alloys, you don't care, sell those with the tyres because yeah. you're going to get good money. Premium for that, yeah. And then buy yourself a set of steelies. It's going to add a little bit more weight to your car, but that's okay. And then get some decent tyres. And that'll almost pay for that. Yep. And then get those tyres in your car. They're off-road tyres, no lift required if you stick ah. to the same size. You may be able to go up one size and that'll give you that little bit extra lift, yep. make your car look a bit, you know, a bit more proportionate because yep. those big-ass wheel arches you get these days, you know, it look like skateboards otherwise. Yep. <laughs> that's it. That's all, that's all you need. If you wanted to go further and you want to add weight and stuff to your car and you have to upgrade the suspension anyway, yeah, sure, lift it because it's going to yep. look nicer. Uh, you're going to get bit more capability, uh, you've got more heights, you don't get more travel though. Right. So you don't get more travel by lifting a car, depending on what you're doing. Yep. So travel, for those that are wondering, is yep. the travel of... The flex. Yeah, the flex. How yeah. far your car no. can flex. Yeah. It may Not change a minute amount. In some cases, you may actually get less travel, uh, depending on what... Because what, there's thicker tyre to that takes up that room. That could be one. Um, that could be one element of it. But sometimes just, just that. how the novice's head works. It's like bigger tyres. Yeah, I thought the same yeah. thing, mate. Yeah. I was like, yeah. It well, makes yeah. sense though. because he's trying to nicely yeah. tell me that, no, that's not the answer. <laughs> this is actually how. Oh, you're a fool, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, it could be so many factors and it depends on, on the car as well, you know. Yeah. So in some cases, you have, to, you have to restrict it yourself so you can't go too far. Um, if it do, if it can go further, because you you, you can damage the you yeah. know you can damage your CVs or something like that. Yeah. And those are like really extreme cases where people on like the full coil. Oh, they, not, they, they like I've seen them like yeah blokes have come while, while they're like flexed up massively like they're basically wheels not connected to their it looks like they're not oh, yeah, different yeah. like car yeah and the blokes on the side that spotting just come and like move the spring back in place yeah and yeah, back yeah. In line. And i was like yeah that is mental to they see need, that they need spring retainers that's what i need yeah right yeah i've generally <laughs> seen that on a video like move the spring back in line as yeah. they drove out it come down and it was back in line off they went i was like what it's pretty crazy. And when you, when you sort of, if you hang out with guys like that for a day, all of a sudden you hear like almost like metal clunks, like something just broke. Yeah, but all, oh, all it is, it's just the, the spring reseating. Your ears would be so sensitive, I reckon, <laughs> when you were doing stuff like that, just waiting for something to go. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty cool to watch, though. Um, uh, uh, Musa, guy from Aussie Four Wheelers over in Sydney. Yeah. That, yeah, I, I remember. Oh, my I, God. I, yeah. Yeah, that. she went back to a video of yours not long ago, and he and oh, yeah. was in it. Yeah, was that in the? Yeah, he would have had the GU Patrol. Yes, silver one. I think it was your modified. Oh one yeah, with him that reminded me of that yeah. trip that you did with him. But yeah, forty actually, inch trips. Yeah, that was pretty sick. I've been looking at a couple of patrols online. Yeah, a few forty inch trips as well. A couple of um, your thoughts on the Brunswick diesel, uh, the Chevy, the six and a half conversions. <sighs> I don't know enough about them. Okay. Uh, they got two different variants of that motor. Um, Off topic here. Pretty I know that I know that one sort of thought more highly of than the other. Right. But I don't know enough about it, and yep. I don't really want to 
say some of the things that I've heard because I don't know if, yeah. you know, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We'll take that off record. Of yeah, they yet. sound cool. I, 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 I knew one person that had one, but his low-range gears didn't line up with <laughs> with the gearbox since they did the yeah. conversion, but it might not be part of that. But yeah, For someone anyway. like me who doesn't know a lot, I feel like there'd be way too many headaches potentially yeah. popping up. There may not be, but yeah. I feel like with – engine conversions into big V8s like that on a patrol, it's just like maybe a bit risky for me. Anyway, back on topic, one other one I want to run past you that I think people that are into hardcore four-wheel driving like Musa and people like that, they they probably know what they're going to do. They don't need to listen to us. No, no, that, they go next level. The people that may – so the, the D-Max owner, he might want to know because he's just a, you know, a weekend warrior, beach driving, gravel roads – might want to have a little bit of fun in the mud, whatever. Yeah. The other one that I'm interested in is when you are towing. So you're going off on a six-month trip of Australia, towing a decent caravan and you're driving a 200 series. What's what's the best setup for you? Is that when you think about airbag suspension? Well, if you've got a 200 series and you don't have a GVM upgrade, right? Yeah. So let's say we don't have a GVM upgrade. You have a two and a half ton, three ton caravan. Uh, you can have a bull bar and maybe a fridge in the back. But if the car's full of people, that's it. That's all That's all oh. you can have. It doesn't matter how much you upgrade that suspension. If you don't get a GVM upgrade suspension, like, you know, then it's not really GVM upgrade suspension. Okay. So you need a kit that's going to handle it. There are two ways of doing it. One is getting a passport of pits and... Two is having a kit that is a kit that can be approved, but is not approved, right? Yep. That's what mo- that's the situation most people are in, um, and which is a better situation than being in a car that that doesn't have the upgraded kit, regardless of you know being approved or not. But if it doesn't have a upgraded kit and you're towing something and you're the back end squatting and your lights are shooting up in the air and you've yep. got light steering. That shit is way more dangerous than someone who has the engineer kit, but it's not approved. Right. It's not pit passed. Yeah. You know, you're better off being that guy than the other guy. Okay. So that's just what I'll say. Because yeah. it's very, yeah. It's like when I got my Hilux um, suspension done, I wanted it to go over to pits. So I was assuming they'll take it over to pits and it, they didn't do it. And I was like, oh, well, I thought it was going to go over. Oh, no, that's, that's another 600 bucks. And I was like... Now it's just too hard, so whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just drove. Yeah, I was yeah. like, whatever. Yeah. I'll just be like everyone else. Yep. You know? Yep. Fair enough. And that's that's the story of most people. Yeah. They'll go get an upgrade thinking and still on their paperwork, the GVM is still the same. Right. Yep. Last ask, one for you. Ask. Ask. Ask away like I am. Then the last one for you, and Jaden just had it, I think it's really good. Can you install... A suspension upgrade yourself or would you recommend an expert taking over on that one i know what i would be yeah. doing but uh look i'm i'm not one against doing stuff yourself some people don't trust maybe someone who can do it some people don't don't have anyone nearby that can do it uh and others just can't afford yeah you know that they can afford the parts but they can't, you know, they yeah, can't afford the to pay someone yeah. the, the labor to do it. Sometimes the labor is, is a fair bit, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm, I'm not against it. Just just make sure that um, maybe just get it get it looked at by someone afterwards just yeah. to make sure. Well, everyone's got a mate who's a bit more, yeah. you know, experienced than what 
you were like, I've got plenty of mates I could ask. I don't trust myself to do it. Yeah. So, but, you know, sometimes you just got to do it to do it. it's fun it, having know? a crack, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, Maybe one of the things I wouldn't have a crack at. Yeah. The, the difference is, though, let's say, um, let's say you, you pack your own wheel bearings, right? Yep. So you say you pack your own wheel bearings in your driveway. And then let's say you go on a trip and your wheel bearing blows up. Ah, I've got a spare one because I pack them, I've got them, I bring them, I'll put it in. But if you don't do it yourself, you'll likely not understand exactly how it goes in. The task is going to be harder. Not impossible. It's going to be harder. Yeah. So that's the reason to do it, but most people don't. They don't have time. They're busy working. Yeah. Um, when they get a chance to go away, they go away. Yeah. People who have time to tinker with their cars, they're the guys that or ladies that know how to do it and will yep. have that stuff with them. So it's a bit like uh, if you did your own suspension and you put like say your leaf pack on the back, um, you just got to make sure that you check those U-bolts underneath if you install it yourself. Even if a shop did it, get underneath, check those U-bolts because they stretch. And if you hit corrugations um, for a couple of hundred Ks, they will stretch if you haven't nipped them up yet. So I'll have to get under and have a look at mine actually Yeah, <laughs> after that trip home. If they've been there for a while and they, and they have been stretched from a trip already and they have been nipped up, then it's fine. But right. it's, it's more the case of it's just been put on, you've now hit the road, they would have stretched a little bit. Right, good way to finish. Uh, I'm going to jump straight into it because we did go a bit longer than we probably first thought on the t- suspension and lifts and we didn't even really touch on tyres a whole lot. So, but we always that always happens to us. Yeah, well, when I read the run sheet... Uh, here we go again. <laughs> I thought, yeah, it's going to be a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, let's jump into Around the Fire Pit, another one of our favourite segments. Yes. And I'm going to hand it straight over to Jaden for this one. I'm not even going to intro the Around the Fire Pit. No? No, I reckon everyone can just figure out what it is if they haven't seen it before. Figure they, out they what this s- is, boys. I can see us sweating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, I'm sweating. This thing keeps coming back. Oh, does it keep moving? <laughs> no, that's all right. I, I, I've tried to do it subtly. Yeah, sorry, mate. No, that's not your fault. That's well, just, if you look on it, it's anyway, it doesn't it's matter. It's me. It's me setting yeah, it up. It's not, it's not you, right. mate. It's not you at all. Um, all right, so we've got a few questions in today. This one, Nicholas Taylor, 8154. He wants to know if we can do a test comparing premium diesel and normal diesel. He reckons he gets more power from the premium diesel. And that feels yeah. like a shell for a fuel corporation asking that question. What's he drive? Does he say? Doesn't say. Doesn't say. No. It's, a, it's an interesting subject because there was a uh, service station on the uh, air highway sort of Nullarbor run kind of thing that's had tanks when they pulled them out there was no bottom on the tank so for years they were throwing fuel in and they were filling up cars there was no the bottom of the tank had rusted away so it's just dirt yeah it was just mixing with dirt every time and some some people's vehicles uh someone i know uh his brother had a vehicle that just shat the tin because of dodgy fuel really yeah so the reason why i'm bringing this up is you got premium fuel, you got non-premium fuel. It's probably a very hard one to do because you need to have a clean tank. You know, you've got all these tanks around the country and who knows which are clean and which aren't clean. So diesel filter, secondary diesel filter, very important. There you go. So well, that, pe- yeah. Sorry, go, Dago. No, I just said there you go. Yes. Yeah, uh, well, that leads well into our, um, our next one from Ocean to Outback Imagery. 
Uh, they've got a new 79 2.8 litre build going on. It's mostly going to be used for remote Murchison, Gascoigne and gold fields, which could increase the risk of fuel contamination, especially if their tanks have got no bottom on them. They want to install a secondary fuel filter, but uh, our mechanics have warned us that it may void the Toyota warranty. Toyota said it will only void the warranty if the issue can be traced back to the secondary fuel filter. So the question is, besides starvation from installing too small a micron secondary filter, what issues can arise from the secondary fuel filter? And there's a, part, a little second one. What are your thoughts on a catch can for the 2.8 litre? All right, let's start with the fuel filter. Starvation uh, or cavitation, it's also known as. Uh, look, five micron filter, I think Toyota use a, I don't know what Toyota use in their main one. I think they use like a two micron or something like that. I think the, the starvation issue is more of the, uh, the barb size coming out of the fuel filter and the hose. As long as that is nice and big, there shouldn't be any starvation. The only starvation and cavitation you would get from, uh, from this is having a very highly tuned vehicle and you're running, you know, you're really giving it to it. That should be the only time you'd really notice it. Um, I haven't really noticed much. The only time I do notice a little bit is when my filters are a bit dirty. Because you know, usually what happens after that, I get a warning light and then I'll open up my factory filter and it's dirty as. I'll get my other one out because I always carry them because it always happens when I'm going up a hill leaving Perth. It always freaking happens. So I've just got one with me. Either me or Torbs, it will happen to one of us. Uh, in regards to the warranty, as long as you don't put the secondary filter in front of the Toyota filter, and what I mean by that is the fuel comes from the pickup it needs to go to the second filter first, pass the second filter, then go to the factory filter, then go into the engine. If it goes from the pickup to the Toyota filter, then to the secondary filter, that's where you can be in trouble with your warranty. The other way around, there's nothing that can be traced back because you've got a filter filtering diesel before the factory filter is filtering the same diesel. So nothing there is going to, should void your warranty, can void your warranty. There you um, go. That's what I'll say. Perfect. Um, Toyota but, apparently use a 10 micron. A 10 micron? Yeah. Interesting. Well, it says it says up to 10 micron. Yeah, so no one really knows. Yeah, up to makes no sense to me. Yeah, Do you use a no 10 micron or not? Like, just give me, it, just yeah. tell me what you tell. <laughs> tell so, me what, tell me what it is. So, what? okay, it, it's, it's like uh, the density of the filter, what it lets through the filter. Um, so normally when you buy, say a fuel manager kit, when normally when you buy that in a box, you get a 30 micron filter. So it's like a quite coarse filter if you want to call it that way. Uh, I usually put a five micron in it and then it'll go to the factory Toyota. Um, some people say it's 10, like we just heard. Up to 10. Up to 10. What does others, that mean? Others say it's less. It just, it just means, how, um, it, it means how much, how big of a, a foreign matter it will let through. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, more flow through the filter. I'm just confused at the up two part. Yeah. <laughs> just, just tell me what it is. Uh, and your thoughts on a catch can for the 2.8 litre? I don't understand enough about a catch can to comment on that. Uh, I generally go advice of mechanic, but some say yay, some say no. Um, I'm not really sure. I, I don't understand a catch can enough to comment on that one. There you go. But um, I've had catch cans on every single vehicle so far. And I haven't had an issue with that. They catch a lot of oil though, I've got to say. 
So, yeah, apologies. Um, last one from Anonymous. Yes, now, nah, Dago, guys. turn your phone off, mate. Come on, mate. Please. <laughs> no, Stop messaging me during a podcast. <laughs> uh, Anonymous. G'day, fellas. He's, I've got a HDJ79 and I'm looking to travel the country and have a go at some four-wheel drive tracks. Uh, I'm going with a guy who has a GU Patrol with a three-inch lift and 35s. So I'm wondering if it would be okay if I take 33s being like having a twin locked car. I uh, just want to keep it legal. Do you want me to read it again? Yeah. Uh, um, so what was before so the 33s? So he's got a HDJ79. Yeah. Looking to travel around Australia and have a go at some four-wheel drive tracks. Yeah. He's going with a mate who has a GU Patrol, three-inch lift and 35s on that patrol. Okay. He's taking 33s. He just wants to know if he'll be okay taking those 33s and being like having a twin locked car. Oh, he'll be fine. Yeah. 33s will get you to 99.785 places in Australia. <laughs> there you go. Percent, not 99 total. 99%. Yeah, it'll take you to 99 spots. Yeah, 0.785 <laughs> spots. <laughs> Almost get you to 100, but not quite. Yeah. Well, that is it for the fire pit, boys. Um, Send us some photos, Anonymous, of your, your 79 in the... In the sticks, yeah. Please keep us updated on it. Yeah. And uh, listeners, send us send a photo of that patrol too. Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to just quietly like a couple of patrols. Oh, I don't Hopefully mind patrols. I think I think patrols are what? You know, yeah, I've never no, had I just love I love how like when Toyota people just you've just admitted like no worries, it's been not an issue. But some people get so get their back up about it so much. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you boys remember last episode with <laughs> Torbs when he um said that he compared you buying a 2.8 litre 76 to you basically buying a patrol yeah. like the same level of betrayal he felt <laughs> he, he, he backflipped a lot i gotta say yeah by the yeah. time we were here i was like mate 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 <laughs> come on tell us I'll, the truth mate, i've got on record you watch you watch the youtube shorts coming out oh mate i'm, I'm all over <laughs> your content as is duggo yeah. apparently i know i am yeah it's great stuff yeah uh, that that's it mate that's it beautiful let's wrap it up hey yep let's yeah. go Music by the Southern Room Band. See us out. That's a full drive podcast driven by Shelter. I'm doing this without a laptop. All our episodes over on Backchat's YouTube. Full drive podcast on Instagram. Thank you to our Patreons. Yoo-hoo! Hi, my name is Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic, and I'm excited to talk to you about Club Med. Club Med operates beach and mountain resorts and is the best all-inclusive getaway for families. They have Club Med Punta Cana, their flagship family resort, and many other options in Mexico, the Caribbean, and around the world. Club Med are the pioneers of the all-inclusive concept, which is the best way to vacation. Great for families, groups, or even solo travelers looking for land and water sports, delicious food and a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us, call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.